So Alyssa finds out that uh, Roger, Alyssa's dad, will be marrying Clarice and Alyssa is furious. She is so angry that she decides that she's going to run away and become an orphan. Poor little Alyssa. No, sorry. Poor little rich Alyssa. Um, <laughs> Had to get in the rich there. Well, yes. <laughs> Poor little Alyssa. Oh, no, excuse me. She's, she's rich. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You made it here. You found us somehow. First of all, thank you. Second of all, you love rom-coms. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have It, it takes, takes Two. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you're listening, please subscribe, leave a review. It helps more people find us. And if you ever hear anything on a pod that you think, ooh, I've got an opinion about that, I, I disagree with what Devin and Sarah said about blank. Or you agree and you really like it. That's fine too, yeah. <laughs> on Instagram, at Romcom Rewind. On TikTok, at Romcom Rewind. Sarah will respond to every single one of our DMs. Okay, so many times we get messages uh, from you guys, our listeners, on social media, which, fantastic, I love getting them. But sometimes we actually get to meet you in person. And it was amazing, it was so great. Um, I met Paula and she caught me off guard because she said she should know me by my voice and she kind of recognized me me uh, by my voice and it took me a second to realize why well because of the podcast she said she enjoys listening to us while she walks her dogs and she laughs out loud and her dogs must think that she's nuts so sarah was recognized in public so we can confirm <laughs> there is one for sure real rom-com rewind listener in the world we've met yes them. we've met them <laughs> There's it. at least one, guys. There's at least Physical one. Physical confirmation. One exists. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. And you know what? Like Sarah said, we love when you reach out to us to, to chat about the pod. We kind of want to make this a little, little RCR family. Yeah, so, community. Instagram at Romcom Rewind. It Takes Two is a uh, 1995 romantic comedy. This film is inspired by the 1881 Mark Twain novel, The Prince and the Pauper, as well as the 1949 book, Lisa and Lottie. It Takes Two is the story of Amanda and Alyssa, played by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Woo! It's the Olsen twins. It is. Amanda's a, uh, a New York City orphan, hoping to find a family of her own one day. She is cared for at her orphanage by the sweetest show social worker, Diane. Diane's played by Kirstie Alley. Then we have Alyssa Calloway. Her father, Roger, played by Steven Gutenberg, is a billionaire. Alyssa and Roger are very close, however, since his wife, her mother, passed away. Roger has now, 10 years later, only just started to date again. And that's where we meet Clarice Kensington, played by uh, Jane Sibbett. You'll know Jane Jane Sibbett as uh, Ross's first wife yes. in Friends. How many wives no, does he no. have in Friends? They never got married? No, no, no. They were married. Oh, they but were married. she's just replaced in season two, right? So, yes, first wife, yes. No, but I mean, doesn't he almost marry the British one and then No, no, he... no. He, yeah, he does marry Emily. Okay, he does yes, marry Emily. Yes, yes. Three times. Three, three, okay, three. Okay, that's what three. I'm getting at. Sorry. Yeah, Ross had many marriages. Yes, many. And they also replaced the actress. Yes, Clarice, yes. I oh, no, not Clarice. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Jeez Louise. Clarice Kensington, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we immediately get bad vibes from Clarice. But after Amanda and Alyssa run into each other um, at the Callaway summer camp, the two girls hatch a plan to, one, switch places, and ultimately get Roger and Diane together and get Clarice Kensington out of the picture. That's your, that's your lead-in for It Takes Two. What are your thoughts? For every man who ever wanted to do right by his daughter. Daddy! Who is she? She's going to be your new mother. <gasps> For every woman who ever longed to become a mother. Drop the bat, let's go! Just let me smash this ball downtown! Warner Brothers has two perfect answers. <laughs> what I see is me. I see me too. This movie is pure nostalgia. 
Um, it brings back so many fun, great memories. Devin was watching it and I actually was um, quoting the movie and he had to look at me and say like, you need to stop. I can't watch this when you're sitting there quoting the movie, which like is hilarious because I have not seen this movie probably since oh, the early 2000s, maybe like it's been a really long time. And the fact that all of those quotes came back to my mind um, goes to show how you know, timeless this movie is and how well ingrained in my brain it was when I was watching it um, when I was younger. And it's a fun movie. You know, there's parts of it that are a little bit kiddish, you know, like a little bit, but it's still a really fun rom-com. And there's parts of this movie that um, just bring back really some, like some really, really good memories. And you're just like, oh my God, I remember that. Oh yeah, I like that too. And yeah, it's really fun. That's why... um you know, a lot of you have been asking, why don't you guys do a watch party? Why don't you do something where we can watch the movie with you? Because Sarah would just be <laughs> quoting the movie no. at you as the lines are delivered. No, I wouldn't. I would be on my best behavior and not. She's just a girl standing in front of a boy. Yes, Sarah, we do know that. <laughs> no, no. I would keep my mouth shut <laughs> while this was happening. That's why we can only do it with a new movie. It's only for you, Devin. <laughs> it's only for you. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Blessed. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I agree with all of that. Um, I think this was, and maybe it's just because when we grew up, but I think maybe you agree. There was an era of like peak kids and mm-hmm. teen comedies. And yeah. this film, I'm going to put pretty close to the top of that list. We were humming when we were releasing Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Little Rascals. The Big Green. The Parent Trap. Yeah. Big Green. The, the Sandlot. What there, is it? The Goonies. The Goonies. Like, all 100%. of it. Yeah. yeah. There was just this like seven year span where there were so many films like this and maybe rewatching them. Maybe, maybe if you hadn't watched <laughs> them, you'd be like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. But rewatching yeah. this having it be a thing from my childhood. I'm just like, this is, this is just easy, good, quotable, fun. And you ready for the classic Devin food analogy? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Here's what it takes to is this is your favorite baked good from a grandparent. Oh, it's your nanny's famous butter tarts, mostly because of the nostalgic feel good. Just mm, something you get from it. There's honestly those butter tarts are damn good. So but here's the thing about the butter tarts. There's not much to them. It's like typically a classic recipe that may have been done and redone. But because it's your noni's recipe or your grandma's recipe or nanny's recipe or whoever, it just gives you that wholesome, safe comfortable feeling (laughs) that's what it takes to is if you really dissect it and get granular maybe there's some holes to poke but just because it reminds you of this of this time where like you'd watch the movie and then you'd go out and make like snowmen in the in the backyard it's it's almost like core memory formation yes you know a hundred percent it is it's such a sweet movie it is a sweet movie that's a very good word for it um it's yeah it was very light and fun to watch i i enjoyed re-watching it i hadn't seen it in a really long time oh my god we we almost burnt out the vhs in my house of this one we watched this so much you know what same i i think i owned all of the olsen twins um movies oh the whole catalog the whole catalog. Because um, there, were, there were some misses in the catalog. It's funny. As you go through, you're I like, mean, oh, it takes two. And then there's like, like... I don't know if there was like misses. I've got a question. Did... Uh, hold on. And let me let me pull it up because I think there is something to this. Did the Olsen twins give the Kardashians the roadmap for like where to go and what to do? Oh, my God. Because, you know, like the, the Kardashians did the same shit where they're like, oh, passport to Paris. The Olsen twins did. I'm pretty sure... The Kardashians did the same thing. What? Really? When? With what? Isn't it like uh, Kendall and Kylie take on Paris or some shit? Oh, you know what? I honestly have never watched any of the Kardashians. Okay. So I can't can't actually confirm or deny. Everybody kind of did that, right? Didn't Lizzie McGuire go somewhere? Yes, Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Well, I mean, she did the Lizzie McGuire movie. They went to Rome. Oh. And in 02, the Olsen twins did a movie called When in Rome. Yes. Passport to Paris, New York Minute, Billboard Dad, Switching Goals. Winning London. Double, double toil and trouble. Oh, how the How the West was fun. Gram- to grandmother's house we go. These were all great and I watched them all the time and I loved every <laughs> second of it. So yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. 
Amanda, like you mentioned, is an orphan, um, but she may be getting adopted. She's off to go to a home visit uh, to her potential new home at the Butt Kisses house. And then we meet on the flip side, uh, twin. No, sorry, not twin because they're not twins. They are identical strangers, but I will get into that later. Uh-huh. Um, we then meet uh, Alyssa. Her father owns a cellular company, one of the first, and they're very wealthy. And Alyssa is going to their summer home. And on the flip side, uh, a little bit uh, after, Amanda is going to the... Um, the butt s- kisses. Well, the butt kisses. But then um, after that, they're going to camp for a week, which is across the mansion and the summer home. Clarice um, is Roger's new girlfriend, like you mentioned, and the main villain of the movie. We realize quickly why. She may be one of the best stepmom villains of all time. Ooh. We can dive into that later if you want. We can dive into it now if you want. Okay, let's do it. Because you are listening and you're thinking, it takes two. Such a similar film to The Parent Trap. Such a similar film. Yes, it is. Such a similar (laughs) film. I think we should do it. Let's do the ultimate comparison, the ranking between The Parent Trap and It Takes Two. All right. And we're going to go category by category and decide which, which of these two things we prefer. Okay, I like it. Let's start out with what you just mentioned. Clarice Mm -hmm. Kensington versus, remember in The Parent Trap, it was Meredith Meredith Blake. Blake. And every time we would see her come into screen, there would be... Hal, this is Meredith Blake. Hi. Uh, Very sexy tenor saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, I forgot about that. Meredith Blake, which they also kind of did a little bit to Clarice Kensington, I noticed. They kind of did. Yes, I mean, yeah, there were some hair movements in this movie that were like atrocious. So, yeah. (laughs) So, ultimate ranking, who was the superior female antagonist oh who's trying to steal the man in my opinion clarice hands down really um, are you freaking kidding me oh my god oh she, i disagree she tries to hit her at the end yeah that was a bit much that she tries was, to hit her twice okay like honestly like i was like oh my god i forgot about this whoa like yeah. i was like no this is just not appropriate yes agree uh well i agree that that was inappropriate uh but i'm gonna say meredith blake how and why because because clarice kensington is a lot of like unhinged chaos here she's very she is unhinged she's very (laughs) frantic she's very whereas meredith blake is suave and polished remember the tenor saxophone guys yeah I just prefer Meredith Blake as, oh, as a villain. Clarice is, there's no unhinged chaos. She's just unhinged. <laughs> it's like, it's just pure unhinged. Is it unhinged separately chaos? It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. And she does both. And like running up, anyway, running up the aisle. Like it's just so much. And like planning the wedding for the night. Like there's just a lot going on that is like, like red flag, red flag, red flag, red sure, flag. Sure. The haircut, terrible. Oh my god. So bad. She went from like, okay, you're you're pretty. And I mean, not to say her no, her haircut was horrible. Like horrible. And I think that was the point. She became more of a villain throughout the movie. Totally. Yeah, no, she was definitely the better villain. I think Clarice Kensington would kill somebody out of spite and anger and just stab a man. Whereas I think Meredith Blake <laughs> would poison somebody's bagels. There's some forethought. There. Oh, you know what? She's... No, no. I do think Clarice would also poison the bagels or slowly put like rat poison in soup and feed the family. Wow. Yeah, I do. Um, I've the, thought this one out. The Olsen twins versus... Just Lindsay Lohan in The Parent Trap. Oh, Lindsay Lohan. I I agree. I love the Olsen twins, but just the fact that Lindsay Lohan, she did double the work, guys. She She did two roles. (laughs) She did. (laughs) Think about how much filming. She got so many many, uh, education on pranks under her belt. She pranked herself many times. (laughs) Yeah. And also, like, you know, we weren't in the midst of Marvel movies being everywhere at the time. Like, green screens weren't as popular. So just the fact that she had to talk to a person who doesn't exist. Oh, that's a good point. And then talk again to another person who... Yeah. And I just said that shit two minutes ago. (laughs) Impressive, Lindsay. It it really is. It really, really is. The male protagonists, Roger Calloway, played by Steve Guttenberg, or Nick Parker, played by Dennis Quaid. So are we, like, is it, like, more charming, lovable? Uh, it's all around. I mean, Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. I like definitely. No offense to Steve Gutterberg. You know what? He was good. He looked in a good pair of, he looked good in a good pair of jeans. I did like his butt. (laughs) Okay. I I had viewed that. 
in this movie. Um, but, you know, Dennis Quaid. Overall, Dennis Quaid just has this it's charm and smile. charisma. It is I'm telling you. Uh, female protagonist. Diane, played by Kirstie Alley, or Elizabeth oh. James. That was Natasha Richardson. Natasha Richardson, because I just love her so much and everything she does. She's just like, she's just so, like, she's just such kindness in 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 a body, you know? Like, I just loved her. I did love Kirstie Alley's, like, relaxed um, nature, if that makes sense. Like, and just, like, fun, happy-go-lucky in this movie. So I don't know. I think it might be a tie for me. I, I would agree. I'm going to give the edge to Kirstie Alley, but okay. it was very close because I think Natasha Richardson was the perfect actress to play off Dennis Quaid because right. she is very polished. Yes. Kirstie Alley feels like, oh yeah, it's a New York City social worker. You know, she's... I'm going to tell it how it is kind of vibe. She's fun. She's, oh, there's a food fight happening. Let's get into it. I think they both worked in the respective movies. So yeah, a, yeah. Tie, a tie is fine. I, yeah, because I'm going to say that Kirstie Alley had less of a background to work with in order to create her character, and she did a very good job. Whereas Natasha Richardson, they had they had developed in the movie the character a lot more, right? There was the backstory of their previous, like of them being married previously. And well, like, because they had to explain the identical twin thing. Right. Who knew? <laughs> that, you know, you'd have to explain why somebody looks identical to somebody. Hmm. Um, you'd almost say that they were twins and not identical strangers. It's a big bugaboo for me. Oh, um, but yeah, Ty. Uh, and the camps, Camp Calloway versus Camp Walden. Oh, Camp Walden. Come on. What? I think Camp Calloway for sure. Why? Because of the food fight? Because don't shit on my food fight, I'm Sarah. not shitting on it. It's a great scene. I just think, I, I think we had more of a, a, a fleshed out backstory for Camp Calloway. Camp Walden was just a random camp. Camp Calloway, there was a, an emotional, sentimental value for Roger Calloway. Like my wife started this. I haven't felt right to come back here until now. There was like a the, heartfelt story. Sure. Th there was a story behind the camp where his camp Walden could have been anywhere doing anything. It was just a reason to get Lindsay Lohan to meet other Lindsay Lohan. I, I prefer camp Walden on this one. I think the pranks were hilarious. They, they actually spent the whole summer there. They developed their identities to switch places there. Like it was just a deeper story than, you know, a week at camp Calloway. So we have both girls at uh, the the definitive rule here is that we are conflicted over correct individually which we are elements of the parent trap versus it takes two are better or worse but both girls Amanda and Alyssa are at Camp Calloway correct well yeah Alyssa's at the mansion <laughs> Amanda's at the actual camp. <laughs> yes well and um, shortly we find out that um, there there becomes a little bit of a switch. So Alyssa finds out that uh, Roger, Alyssa's dad, will be marrying Clarice and Alyssa is furious. She is so angry that she decides that she's going to run away and become an orphan. Poor little Alyssa. No, sorry. Poor little rich Alyssa. Um, <laughs> Had to get in the rich there. Well, yes. <laughs> Poor little Alyssa. Oh, no. Excuse me. She's, she's rich. <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> 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 I love how you corrected yourself. <laughs> well, yes. Um, and then so then at the camp, we have Amanda and her friends who are all orphans um, and they can see the Callaway mansion and the boys dare her to go over to the to the mansion and actually ring the doorbell. There's this big back. Well, they think there's a story about how it's a haunted mansion. Somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, Amanda says, okay, fine, like, I'll do it. She's a tough guy, you know, whatever. And um, Alyssa decides to run away. So she does go outside. And, of course, they're wearing very, very similar clothing, the two of them. And Vincenzo goes to answer the door and says, oh, well, if it isn't the little orphan thinking that, of course, it's Alyssa who's come back. But, no, it's actually Amanda. And he takes her in, say, no, come on, you got to get ready, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, my God, no. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. Ah. There are so many, like, I don't know why it's so funny. Maybe it's not so funny, but just the scene of him grabbing <laughs> Amanda by the shoulder and her like, ah, doing the crass. Remember in the 90s, kids would just scream oh, at the yes. camera and it, and it was really funny thing. to us. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. I don't know why it's funny. Maybe it's not anymore, but I, <laughs> I always laugh. And then we have Diane at the camp who finds Alyssa and gets her to run into a football game. 
Yeah. Of course, she has no idea how to play because she only plays, you know, um, rich people's sports. <laughs> right. Like horse riding. Mostly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And piano playing. And piano playing. Anyway, so she has no idea how to play. She ends up running into um, into the bush. Um, and then Amanda at the mansion finds a portrait on the wall of her. She's like, oh, my God, this is me on the wall and then she sees Clarice dressed as um like recently gotten out of the shower with a face mask on but she looks to a child I'm sure as a white ghost she screams and run back runs back she screams and runs back to camp the two girls are running to each other's like home bases and they run into each other literally and they discover that they're identical people and now this is where (laughs) I want to clarify, they are not twins. There's no backstory that explains that they're twins. They're just like, whoa, we look the same. Whoa, we're identical people. (laughs) Identical strangers, I think they say. Somebody says at one point. How does this happen? Now a couple of identical strangers have decided to play matchmaker. All they gotta do is meet once, then they'll fall in love for sure. Uh, it doesn't. And because we hired two actresses who are literal <laughs> we're literally twins. twins. <laughs> so in the Parent Trap, we had Lindsay Lohan playing two people, and they were twins. And they were twins. And then we have It Takes Two, who is played by twins who are not twins by the identical strangers. I just don't get it. I feel like Sarah has more to say about it. Yes, Maybe I'll we'll say get- it later yeah. on. So they obviously, obviously, decide to switch uh, places for one night only, and they will meet the next day to switch back. Alyssa wants Amanda to get rid of Clarice for her. And I think in Amanda's mind, she wants to see what it's like having a family. Yeah. So at the mansion, it's the eve of the engagement party. And Amanda is doing an over-the-top job at pretending to be Alyssa and charming the guests, but is shocked, um, you know, when she eats an escargot because she has never had that. And then she has to play piano because Clarice has told the entire room that she can play. So she goes up and says, this is for my new stepmom and slams the piano after saying how she absolutely adores her new stepmom. I loved this scene. One thing, (laughs) so not to keep going back to the parent trap, but... In the parent trap, there was a British Lindsay Lohan and a non-British Lindsay Lohan, and they switched. I find this one a little bit more believable to be like, okay, one's just going to try to do a New York accent. Right. And the other one's just going to try to talk proper properly yeah <laughs> like that's all we're like making them do been through etiquette class it's or something a lot more achievable instead of like okay kid do a, a british accent yeah like i think again like back to the parent trap Lindsay lohan definitely had a heavier bag to carry with the role wow what a that was very well put thank you <laughs> You know, like she had a lot of um, hoops to jump through. Yeah. 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 She's carrying a bag, guys. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, the twins made easy, no green screen and no accents. Just put on a little bit of like, you know, a New York accent versus a different accent, you know, proper etiquette, etc. It also should be mentioned. And I didn't remember it until I was watching this film that Dual Star Productions Mm -hmm. was the production company that put this on. Owned by the Olsen family. Like the Olsen twins became co-presidents of Dual Star Productions. That's why they made all these f***ing movies of themselves. Because they're like, we own the production. We're just going to make more movies of us. Like, <laughs> we're a household name. Let's do it. Well, we're, we, we are making ourselves famous, which also gives me like the, the roadmap for the oh, Kardashians vibe. I see your point. They're probably like, let's give ourselves a little bit of an easier script. Nobody's doing a British accent here, guys. Yeah. Come down. So that night at the campfire at Camp Calloway, they play charades, the whole group of them, and Alyssa doesn't know how to play, but she wins anyway uh, by her fainting thing. And kids are realizing at the camp that Amanda isn't being herself, so they decide to prank her with hiding a frog in her bunk bed and seeing how she reacts. Excuse me, it was a toad, Sarah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's a toad. Um, So after she is basically freaks out runs out screaming diane is combing her hair and after you know the frog incident and they're having a really good time at camp catching up you know uh catching fish the next day doing pottery all of those things and at the mansion uh amanda actually gets to say goodbye to clarice because she is leaving to go back to the city to plan the wedding for the following month Amanda gives her a little goodbye gift um, by sticking her gum that she's chewing in her hair, which I also thought was absolutely golden. These were the pranks I wanted. I wanted more of them. 
Um, when they finally do meet to switch back, they decide to keep the switch and um, figure out a way to get Roger, Alyssa's dad, and Diane, Amanda's caregiver, to fall in love. So they all go horseback riding. They decide that this is how they're going to get them together. And Diane and Roger uh, realize that the girls have both left them. They're separate. And they set it up. The girls set it up so that Diane's horse goes wild. And they watch. They sit back and watch as they meet uh, when Roger when Roger saves her. And honestly, this meet cute is really adorable. Okay. They don't set it up. That Diane meet they, they take a slingshot and they nail the horse in the ass. I know. Which, I hated that like, part. I was like, um, Peta. That, but that is wildly dangerous. Uh, it is. That horse it can is. go in any direction. You're just hoping. Well, hopefully it goes that way. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I didn't like that part. I was like, oh, the poor horse. I literally said it out loud. I was like, oh, that poor horse. I also didn't like how. Like both of these people, Roger and Diane, get abandoned by the kids, and neither of them are like. Oh, I need to find the kids right away. They're like, oh, I'm just going to keep on going down. Like, there's a child with a 2,000-pound horse just wandering around, and you're like, well, I'll just keep on doing what I'm doing. Oh, well, in Roger's Hopefully case... Hopefully, I'll meet them soon. Yeah, in Roger's case, I didn't think he had to worry about yes. Alyssa, who's Amanda. But, um, yes, on the flip side, the camp, the whole camp situation, I was bucked off a horse at uh, horse camp, so I understand. I was a uh, junior counselor at yes, a horse camp. Yes, you were. And that uh, that's dangerous, guys. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're meet cute. It is adorable. They're talking about his butt and his ego, and I just love their chit chat back and forth. This is a prime meet cute, and like it's just, it's just, this is my best scene. I just loved this scene. Such a good meet cute. He saves her. They're chatting. He bonks his head. Yeah. Uh, which is so funny. She um, cares for him. It's really adorable. Then they go back to the mansion though. Yes. And Diane helps fix his cut. The blowing on the cut scene. So intimate. I remember when I was watching this like younger, I was like, oh, this is how we get a oh, guy. Going on his cut. Yeah. Wow. I was like, ooh, that's that's like that's close. Stop learning TikTok dances, kids. You just gotta blow on a dude's cut. You just gotta help somebody in need, like help somebody in need. You know, you just gotta blow on their. I don't know. It's their blowing wound. on the cut. It's blow on their wound. Blow on the wound. <laughs> that's that's what. She, uh, yeah. That's what love and hopefully romance it's is on missing. their face, so like it's nice and close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not hopefully it's on their face. You'd hope not. But like, yeah, yeah. What are you saying, Sarah? I don't know. I hope you have a facial scar <laughs> somewhere in the future. <laughs> Become a future Bond villain. <laughs> you're right, though. It's not sexy if you're blowing on a foot. <laughs> oh, no. I gashed my toe. Can you please blow on it? It sure won't. Oh, no. It <laughs> sure no. won't. <laughs> Okay, so they're chatting and Vincenzo, um, is that Vincenzo? Vincenzo, Vincenzo yes. Okay, it's because I have Vinny in my notes. Sarah, you're Italian. You know yeah, his name's I know, Vincenzo. I know, Come on. I know. So anyway, they're chatting and Vinny comes up and he says, oh, it's Miss Kensington on the phone. So instead of telling Diane that it's his fiance, he just says, oh, it's Miss Kensington. I mean, that's quite telling right off the bat. Like the guy is not really in love with her. He's falling quickly in love with Diane, like so quickly, Qu so so quickly. Not even a cut, not guys. even a previous like I've been married to this woman and I still love her. Like <laughs> I just met her and I'm falling in love. She blew on my cut. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we got to get over the cut thing. Yeah, I know, but it's too easy. <laughs> okay, so she so he gets on the phone and it's Clarice. She's in a salon getting the gum out of her hair and she is like raging she gets pissed because she hears that a woman's there she can hear diane in the background diane leaves and later on roger has a talk with amanda and they they talk about you know the nice lady from camp and then on the same the same goes for diane who's talking to Alyssa at the campfire although diane says like oh you know what you know what he's wonderful but i don't stand a chance so the next morning, Roger talks to Vincenzo and says, um, you know what? Like, there's this spark between me and somebody else other than Clarice. Vinny says, you need to go and take a drive and think about things and see where you end up. I mean, we all know where he ends up. At the camp. At the camp. So at the camp, though, we find Diane, who finds out that Amanda's adoption went through without her report. So she's freaking out because the butt kisses just based off their their name is, are not good people. Diane wants to adopt Amanda herself, but they won't let her because she doesn't make enough money and she's single. Something special about 90s movies. They always like 
really broadcast who the bad people are <laughs> just by yeah. their names. Totally. They 100% The do. butt kisses. You know Clarice. the bad people. Clarice Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> Does not feel like a nice person. Okay, so we have Roger who shows up at the camp and, again, wants to make it up to her. Diane says, okay, give me your car. He chuckles, thinking, obviously, she's kidding. Then asks if she wants to go to a pizza place for lunch. And she says, like, I can't. And it's not because I don't want to. It's because I'm on duty today in the mess hall. And he goes, okay, well, let's go for lunch there. So this is my best scene, actually. Uh, The food fight at the Callaway camp. Growing up in the 90s, um, did you feel this way as well? I definitely thought my life would involve more food fights just because of the prevalence in these kids' movies. I feel like so many of them had food fights, and then I grew up and now I'm a grown man, and I'm like, I didn't have any food. Did you ever have a food fight? Yeah, there was a food fight at my middle, like, well, it was like an elementary school, but it also had grade seven and eight. So, um, yeah, we did. And then after that, we How did were, it happen? Was it the same as this? Just somebody spills a thing, and then you're like, let's let's do it. I think it was like boys perpetuating the food fight. Like, the they fight wanted culture. it. Yeah, yeah like, they wanted it. So, so like, it happened, you know? Um <laughs> And there were so many food fights within like, I don't know, a sh- it was just a short amount of time that we were ha- no longer allowed to use the cafeteria. And Whoa. when I say it was a cafeteria, it was just like a room with a bunch of like long tables. There was no like... One might call that a cafeteria. Cafeteria, but there was no like food that you could like buy or anything like that. So it was just a room with like long tables. Your school people- was like, we need to get a hold of the food fight situation here. Yeah. We're closing the cafeteria. Yeah, they closed the room that the long tables were in, and we had to then proceed to eat in our classrooms with, like, our classes. Um, wow. my mm-hmm. I, I feel like I missed out on childhood. My school had no food fights and <laughs> definitely did not need to close any areas of the school. Yeah, luckily, yeah, luckily I wasn't hit with anything, so that was that was good. Another thing, just while we're on the topic of food and things that 90s movies really (laughs) perpetuated, um, this film, I think, singularly contributed to my love for Sloppy Joes. Oh, God, yes, 100%. They made it look really gross but delicious. Gross but delicious. (laughs) And and, and Alyssa, playing Amanda, pretending to be Amanda, Mm -hmm. takes one bite and she's like, oh, my God, I love this. And Diane's like, yeah, it's your favorite food, thinking she's Amanda. But, okay, I've got a question for you. All right. On the index of messiest foods, mm-hmm. where do you think Sloppy Joe's rank? I found this was literally the first hit on out of, Google. Out of what? Ten. Eight. Ooh. Three. Oh. What? Okay. We what? got chicken wings at number one. As the messiest? Messiest. Oh, I thought ten was the messiest. I don't know. At what list are you I like, don't know. this the most I and know. one's the least? Sometimes, you know, it just doesn't go through my brain properly. <laughs> oh my God. Like 10 being the messiest was in my mind. And sorry, you said eight? Yes. So you would have been right. The third most right. messiest. Yes. Yeah. I would have probably chosen three or four, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so chicken wings as being number one, Ch- the messy. Chicken wings, number one. Okay. Chili cheese fries, number two. I don't really get that. I, You know what? I don't know if I've ever had chili cheese fries. Uh, burritos, number four. Corn on the cob, number five. Spinach, weirdly, number six. I don't know how that's what? messy. Okay. Candy apple, seven. Powdered mm. donuts, eight. Watermelon, mm. nine. S'mores, ten. What's missing from the list, Sarah? Chocolate fondue. Sarah has complained about this multiple times in the pod, how lobster is the single least attractive thing to eat because it is so messy. It is so messy. And like (laughs) the water just goes everywhere. Like when you're cracking like the shells and stuff, it just like squirts everywhere. Anyway, food fights. Yes. Uh, Alyssa pretending to be Amanda trips a kid trying to so so here's the thing diane's trying to introduce roger right to like this is my favorite kid here i love this kid Alyssa's like holy shit that's my dad yeah so she puts on a chef's hat to try to like distract them <laughs> and then when they try to pull it off they they, they do pull it off she trips a kid that kid <laughs> spills mac and cheese all over Everywhere. roger Everywhere. and then a food fight ensues correct um so led by so much fun led by roger himself no kirstie alley She's the one that gets up with the food and yells, food fight. But he throws a little bit on her. Oh, he yes, flicks the butter, butter on her. He flicks yes. butter on her. And then her. she's like, okay, like, I let's would say go. it's equal parties. Mm-hmm. And then we get a really intimate moment where they go outside. Yes, but before that, 
Kirstie Alley made snorting okay while laughing. <laughs> I just have to say, because there are a few times in my life where I have laughed and snorted and been okay with it because of Kirstie Alley and this scene. I had to say it. Normalizing snorting while laughing. Thank you, Kirstie. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Then they get outside and she says, why don't you go take a shower? And Roger's like, nah, I'm going to take a dip in the lake. And then we have a really cool scene where he pretends to drown. Oh she gosh. jumps in to get him. They have a little splash. The canoodle. Around. Oh, there is such canoodling. It's adorable. Yes. It's sweet. And as well, Roger at this moment also reveals to Diane, like, yeah, Miss Kensington is my fiance. We're set to be wed in a month. So she kind of storms off. She's upset. Yeah. She's like, you know what? We almost had it. I could feel it. You and I, like there was something there and you know, I kind of wanted to find out and so did he. And Diane says like, you know, I want that can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars over the fence world series kind of stuff. And that quote right there is so iconic. It's said multiple times in this movie, and I think it resonates with Roger because his, he thinks daughter, Amanda's at the mansion. She makes that quote to him like 10 minutes earlier in the film. So now he's heard it twice. That's going to, that's going to have some meaning. Absolutely. So in the water, they also almost kiss, but it's interrupted by kayaks falling over. And so the two girls, though, they don't give up. They say third time's a charm. Let's try to get them together one last time. So they still stay switched. So Roger gets back to the mansion and Vincenzo says, oh, my gosh, Clarice is here. And he goes, oh, OK, like, I'll just take the call, blah, blah, blah. He goes, no, no, no. Like, she is here in person. She's like, I'm so excited to see you. I can't wait another day. Let's get married tomorrow. They're leaving, they're packing up and everything. But the two girls write love letters to Roger and Diane, uh, posing as Roger and Diane to try to get them together one last time. So Diane goes to meet Roger, but he obviously never shows because they're packing up to go back to the city and neither does Amanda. So while walking back to the camp, Diane sees that the butt kisses have taken Alyssa away without Diane knowing. And Diane takes the Jeep, the camp Jeep to go and try and get her back. Um, at Alyssa's new house of her adoptive parents, she meets all of her new brothers and sisters and they're eight kids and all of their names start with B because they want them to have, you know, the butt kisses situation. So Alyssa gets a new name named Betty Buttkiss. Hate it. It's horrible. Yes. So back at the, um, not the mansion anymore, I guess in New York City, Amanda goes to see Vincenzo to get him to believe her that she is not, in fact, Alyssa and that she is Amanda. And it's actually a really smart way to do it because he goes, she goes to Vinny and says, like, you've known me all my life. You know, every like bump, bruise, scar I have. And he goes, yes, of course. And she goes, OK, well, how about this one? How about this one? How about this one? And then he realizes that they're identical strangers, <laughs> identical <laughs> strangers. Here we go again. And so he now believes her <laughs> that, you know, they did switch places and whatever. So Vincenzo is now in on Amanda's plan to get rid of Clarice. He goes over to child services to see Diane and uh, to get Alyssa back. And Diane finds out that, yes, oh my God, they're identical strangers too. Diane tells him that, like, I'm sorry, Alyssa, your Alyssa has been adopted. And he's like, well, you better go to Staten Island and get her back because, like, she needs to be there when her dad gets married. So Diane takes a helicopter to the junkyard that Alyssa now works at. Um, so they show up. And of course, the Buckkisses didn't believe that she wasn't Amanda. So she is saved, thank God, from that terrible family. And so were the kids later on. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so they take the helicopter to Central Park. And then they take a horse and buggy to get to the uh, the church on time in order to stop the wedding. So... While all those things are happening, the helicopter and the horse and buggy and all that <laughs> stuff, the wedding is occurring. Right. And Roger is at the altar. Clarice is having a freak out. Amanda, who is trying pretending to be Alyssa, is trying to stall as much as possible. And then eventually we all get to the altar. And right. we get to the I do's. And Roger is also stalling because he we have a classic 90s him reminiscing a montage of all the <laughs> oh, moments yes, I forgot he had about with that. Diane. <laughs> We had to have one montage in this movie. Yeah. And and Diane and Alyssa end up breaking into the door. And then Roger does say, like, I can't. Right. Thank God he came to his senses. Came to his senses. He gets slapped by Clarice. Yeah. And then 
Clarice ends up trying to hit uh, the one kid who is Amanda pretending to be Alyssa. And Vinny grabs her hand, does not allow that to happen. I didn't love that. That was a little... Mm. That was a lot, like way too much. Honestly, like in a lot of 90s movies, especially, you know, we've rewatched a few John Hughes movies. Mm, in the 80s, yep. They, um, they are beloved, but there are some unique 80s and 90s quirks to them sometimes. Correct. That's a good way to put it. And this was the only one I found in this film that I'm like, ugh, don't feel good about that. But the slap doesn't actually happen. Correct. Clarice stomps her way down the aisle and lo and behold, the other not twin identical stranger is there. And she's like, there's two of them. And she tries to hit that one as well. And Diane is like, don't do that. Um, the, the other twin ends up ripping her dress. So she's so oh, yeah. embarrassed. She stomps. On I mean, down with the, the hair and the dress ripped, she looks awful. Clarice had a bad end to this movie, but then we do end up with the reveal where Roger is looking back and forth between the Olsen twins saying like, Oh my God, how my is mind this? is blown. Yeah. How is this possible? Diane is outside the church. Um, she does a classic. Christy Alley does a classic, like the, the, crowd is kind of swallowing <laughs> yeah. her and she like the mongoose does the hand movements yes. of like i'm just yeah. and you know by the hand movements like she's going to be outside around the corner on the left 100%. of the church on the steps yeah you know exactly where she's going to be classic new york moment roger goes outside with the two kids now has a chat with diane and they do end up kissing yes they finally kiss and he ends up buying the the guy who owns the horse <laughs> carriage is like they genuinely robbed me guys <laughs> he's like don't worry i'll pay for the horse and buggy and oh then they do God. a little tour of central park and we assume they live happily ever after yes yes well and i actually liked the full circle moment on the horse because like that's how they met and then he's like you know what i'm gonna buy that horse because it deserves a nice home on the in like in the countryside and i'm like oh like that's how they met meet cute and then that's how kind of it ends i like that absolutely quick facts Many of the plot points are taken from Mark Twain's story, The Prince and the Pauper. The film was titled after the song It Takes Two by Marvin Gaye and Kim Weston, which was also featured in the closing credits. The camp used in the film was Camp Miniyowi, located in Muskoka, Ontario, Canada, which is still an active summer camp today. Mara Wilson was considered for the roles of Amanda Lemon and Alyssa Calloway after director Andy Tennant had seen her in both uh, Miss Stoutfire in 1993 and Miracle on 34th Street in 1994, but she was unavailable as she was doing Matilda in 1996. Uh, Kristen, Christina Ritchie, uh, it was also considered, but she was also unavailable as she was doing Casper, the 1995 version. So were they trying to pull off the, the parent trap thing with those two? Because I mean, in this I case, think so. they cast twins, right? but in those two prospective cases they would have had to yeah do doubles do doubles which, i mean in, i think in the end it was probably easier casting twins i was gonna say were they just like let's just get the <laughs> twins let's just do that instead i love uh okay matilda you couldn't have it any other way so Absolutely. i'm happy that everything happened the way it did i christina ritchie in this spot could have been cool during the horse chase scene between kirsty alley and steve guttenberg it can be clearly seen that they are indeed the ones doing their own riding stunts in almost every clip of that scene. I was actually paying attention to that to see it does appear that it is them the yeah, whole time. I think so. Or or almost anyway. Uh, there were eight locations where this movie was filmed. The real life address of the Callaway Mansion used in this film is 68 The Brindle Path, North York, Ontario, Canada. Other film locations were, um, like I mentioned, the um, summer camp in uh, the Muskokas and uh, Toronto, Canada, Cincinnati, Ohio, St. Bartholomew's uh, Church in Midtown Manhattan, New York. Generally, they filmed in New York City, uh, Port Sydney, Ontario, Canada as well. John Candy was first considered for the role of Vincenzo, but he passed away before the filmmakers could even ask him. Oh, I would have loved that. That would have been so wholesome. <laughs> Danny DeVito, Joe Pesci, uh, Bob Hoskins, um, Harvey Keitel. I'm going to go through a whole bunch here. Christopher Walken, Patrick Stewart, Dick Miller, uh, Robert Davey, Gene Wilder, John Cleese, Eric Idle, Phil Collins, Jack Nicholson, and Christopher Lloyd were also considered for the role. Michael Richards was offered the role as well, but Seinfeld producers wouldn't allow him out of his contract to do the movie. Sir Anthony Hopkins and Sir Michael Caine were both offered as well and declined. Michael Caine would have been really sweet. 
Yeah, I would have been actually. Uh, Winona Ryder was uh, the director's first choice for the role of Diane Burroughs. Uh, Reicher Entertainment rejected Ryder because they thought she was too young for the role and actually wanted Julia Louis-Dreyfus instead. But again, um, the producers of Seinfeld wouldn't let her out of her contract to do the movie. Uh, Lori Loughlin, Gina Davis, Kim Cattrall, Mary Louis Parker, Sandra Bullock, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Laura Dern, Joan Cusack, uh, Kelly Preston, Leah Thompson, Meg Ryan... Sigourney Weaver, Susan Sarandon, Elizabeth Perkins, Goldie Hawn, Tatum O'Neill, uh, Andy McDowell, Brooke Shields, Nicole Kidman, Karen Allen, um, Helen Hunt, Julia Roberts, Catherine O'Hara, Julianne Moore, Heather Locklear, um, Demi Moore, Madonna, Sharon Stone. They were all considered for the role as well. Jodie Foster actually was briefly considered for the role of Diane, but she declined because uh, she was busy actually directing Home for the Holidays that uh, came out in 1995, which co-starred as well Steve Guttenberg. Yeah, Steve Guttenberg was mm-hmm. in there as well. That's a, a long list of yes, actresses. It is. Like, I feel like at the time, it's like, okay, everybody around this age, who can we consider? <laughs> okay, we'll put everyone's name down. Everybody's name's in the hat. Can I say Lori Loughlin would have been absurd because it's like the Olsen twins on Full House yes. and then she's the love interest in this other thing. Well, that would be ridiculous. you will be interested to um, know that the role of Roger Callahan was actually originally written for Bob Saget. Bob Saget? Get yes. out. That's absurd. Um, yeah, so the, I hate that. So the Olsen twins dad on Full House, which like I'm also, he was not my favorite character in Full House. Um, so I'm happy he was not cast. I just hate that they like almost made it a Full House. Re- like that would have made it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Full House is its own thing. It's mm-hmm. its own special Don't thing. Don't bring it into a Don't different universe. Don't try to universe. mix and match. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he reluctantly turned it down in order to focus on um, hosting duties on America's Funniest Home Videos at the time. Other other people that were thought of for this, um, Steve Martin, Kurt Russell, Tim Matheson, Tim Allen, uh, Jonathan Franks, Pierce Brosnan, Harrison Ford, Dan Aykroyd. Robin Williams, Tom Selleck, Mel Gibson, Martin Short, Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> Tom Hanks, Dennis Quaid, Bill Paxton, John Travolta, Stephen Collins, um, God, uh, Hugh Grant, Chevy Chase. Oh, God, Chevy Chase, no. Uh, for the uh, Stephen Guttenberg role? The, yes, the for dad? Roger Calloway. Yes, okay. yes. Uh, Michael Keaton, Richard Dreyfus, um, Bill Murray, John Goodman, Alan Thicke, Brian Cranston, Gary Oldman, John Ritter, Bruce Willis. They were all considered. If Dennis Quaid did this, I know that would have been like going from the parent trap to it takes two or well, vice no, versa. I can't remember. Two, it takes two to parent trap. To, that's how it, yeah. the parent traps after. Yeah. yeah. That would be like Ashton Kutcher starring in friends with benefits and no strings attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they're the same movie that came out at the same time <laughs> with the same guy too. That would have been crazy. Mind blown. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Reicher entertainment had, tried selling the film to various studios, including Paramount Pictures, New Line Cinema, MGM, and TriStar Pictures, but all three studios turned it down. Warner Brothers picked up the theatrical and home video rights to the movie as they had a deal with the Olsen Twins production company, uh, Dual Star at the time, Dual Star Productions. Coincidentally, Paramount is the current owner of Reicher Entertainment's film library. Really? Mm -hmm. Fascinating. And we watched this on Netflix, just if... You're wanting to watch it as well. Kirstie Alley plays a character named Diane, uh, which also is the name of the character she replaced on Cheers, who was played by Shelley Long. Steve Guttenberg and Philip Bosco appeared together in Three Men and a Baby. Kirstie Alley and Steve Guttenberg had both previously worked with Ted Danson on Cheers and in Three Men and a Baby and its sequel, respectively. When Amanda is first mistaken for Alyssa at the Callaway house, she refers to Vincenzo as Lurch. This is a reference to the Adams family, with Lurch being the name of the tall, scary butler. Ernie Grunwald, who plays uh, Harry Butkus, goes on to work with the Olsen twins in the television show Two of a Kind. Ivan Reitman was asked to direct but declined because he did not feel he was right he was the right choice for the film. Uh, Stephen Miner was considered to direct because of his work with child actors on The Wonder Years, but decided uh, to direct Big Bully instead. I want to do some extra quick facts, but it's it's like, um, you know the game Two Truths and a Lie? Yes. It's not quite like that. It's two lies and a truth okay. about the Olsen twins. Oh, okay, cool. Be- because they have had very unique and storied lives. They have. Especially, yes, you know, lately. moving on from this movie and on. Yeah. Very interesting. So I've got three of these. Okay. I'm going to tell you three things. Mm-hmm. Two of these things are lies. One of them is a truth. Okay. Let's so see. 
The first of which is that uh, Ashley Olsen, mm-hmm. outside of being a fashion designer, moonlights as a professional nightclub DJ. Or Mary-Kate Olsen is a certified polygot. That is when you're fluent in four or more languages. She can speak English, French, Spanish, Korean, and Cantonese. Or Mary-Kate Olsen is a competitive equestrian. She has competed in numerous professional horse riding events, including show horse jumping as recently as 2021. Okay, so I can't see them being, um, any of them, either of them being equestrian. Really? Okay. Yeah. God, I like really don't want them to be a DJ. So those are my two. So I think one of them actually can speak four languages. Incorrect, Sarah. Oh, no. They're the DJ, aren't they? No. Okay, good. <laughs> Mary-Kate Olsen is like a She's genuine a, professional wow. horse, like an equestrian. I had she, no idea. That's really cool. Didn't they, like, they were riding the horses themselves in the in this film, right? Yes. I guess that's actually, I, you know what? I should have gone off that. I should have known. They're like, they're kids and they can Gosh. ride fairly well they at the can. time. Yeah. That continued on. Okay, next one. <clears throat> and and this one is a little bit heavy, or all of these options are heavy. Okay. Because the true story I found to be very fascinating, even though it is kind of a, a heavy uh, topic. Okay, let's go. Ashley Olsen is one of the last people to see the artist formerly known as Prince alive. Or Mary-Kate Olsen was such close friends with Heath Ledger when his massage therapist found him unconscious, she called Mary-Kate Olsen before she called the police. Or Ashley Olsen was made to testify in the Tour de France investigation of Lance Armstrong as they were dating at the time. Whoa. Which is true. One of these those things are, is these true. Are insane. I know. I know. That's why I wanted to say it. I know they're all heavy, but like the truth is fascinating. Okay. So I'm going to go that, that they were friends with Heath Ledger, the one, Mary Kate. Mary Kate Olsen. That is, that is true. That is true. I guess the, the person who found Heath Ledger called Mary Kate Olsen twice wow. and then called the authorities to the point where Mary Kate Olsen actually had one of her bodyguards go over to his location what? as police were also that's arriving. crazy i know right wow also uh, juicy like uh, like just so interesting a quick little fact i had the lance armstrong thing in there because he did date ashley olsen what they dated back in uh 06 <laughs> here's oh the hilarious God. thing how old were was were they uh then? it's a 15 year uh, age difference wow and his marketing team said that they made him break up with her because get this <laughs> They were worried about how it was it would affect his image. <laughs> if only they knew. Oh my god! <laughs> like, Just wait a few years. Yeah, you, you guys have no idea the image issue you're gonna have to go through. She is the worst of your problems, guys. Uh, the last one. One of these things is true. Mary Kate Olson had a recurring role in the series Weeds without her sister Ashley Olson. Ashley Olsen had gone on to act in a number of straight-to-TV Lifetime films before leaving acting, or Mary-Kate Olsen makes a small cameo in the new Morbius film as she's close friends with Jared Leto. Okay, did you pick all stuff that I have not seen? Because I haven't seen any of that. Um, I'm going to say that she was in Weeds. She was in Weeds. Ooh, good guess. That was purely a guess. You're finding your way through my my tricks because Ashley Olsen, in fact, did date Jared Leto. Wow. That that is true. I feel like their dating history is so interesting. It is. (laughs) When I saw Lance Armstrong and Jared Leto, I'm like, this is, wow. Yeah, wild. wild. Interesting. Um, and, that, and that's your little uh, oh my two God. lies and a truth game. Okay, that was fun. Don't, I really liked I'm that. We should it. play that more often. We should. We, I like we that. We don't often get people with such unique histories. No, this is true. <laughs> this Ashley is very Olsen true. Now. They have very, very interesting lives. And now we're on to honorable mentions. Okay, so my honorable mention is that Kirstie Alley and uh, Steve Guttenberg could actually do their own stunts on the horse. I think that is amazing because that's, those scenes were like pretty fast like yes. they were on those horses they were moving so good for them i, I give them props 100 percent. that is impressive my honorable mention is just Kirstie alley yeah obviously with her passing over the holidays we wanted to do this film but i think because she had been out of acting for so long we kind of forgot how monumental she was around the time that this came out yes like, she was yeah 90s she did lots she won an emmy and a golden globe for her role in cheers 
She had been nominated many times as well. Um, Four Cheers, as well as uh, Veronica's Closet. She was in It Takes uh, Two, obviously, this one. Look Who's Talking, Look Who's Talking Two, Look Who's Talking Now, For Richer, For Poor. She kind of, like, dominated the 90s. And it's kind of one of those weird things that just, you know, her life had obviously taken a different turn. She went away from acting for so long that she was a big deal when this movie came out. She was huge. She, was, she is my honorable mention. I like that. And rewatching it, she was awesome. She was. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, I know every line. And I just like, it was fun to watch her. What should have been? Okay, mine should be very obvious. Like, they should have just made them twins. <laughs> Like right. the fact that they teed them up, like, okay, you're going to, you're going to be two identical strangers and you're going to go up to each right. other and you're going to run it and be like, oh my God, are you, oh my God, we look identical. It's like, yeah, cause you're twins. Like yes, there's no, yeah. like it would, it's not real. They should have definitely been twins. So like, I mean, I don't know if they did it because like, is it, it was too, it would be too similar to the parent trap if they actually were twins. But in this case, they actually cast real twins. I know. So you literally don't have to do double. <laughs> yeah. You're doing double the work by having them not be twins. Like 100%. just like, I don't know. I just, I was like, this is, you literally have twins guys. Just use them. It's, it's silly completely it's it's a big bugaboo for me because i was like hey come on what is this the princess switch all the vanessa hudgens you look identical how weird is that and then they just never explain it ever again yeah no it's not like every person's like wow they look the same isn't that weird yeah they literally talk the same like i don't know it's just uh, yeah (laughs) my what should have been and this is up for debate we can talk it out but i think this shouldn't have been the high point for every single actor or actress in this movie. And I'm going to state my case Mm -hmm. because I think everyone in this film, they had either, this was their mountain or they had already climbed their mountain. Kirstie Alley. I would say like, look who's talking, look who's talking to and look who's talking now. We're like her and cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, for sure. All of these things had already ended. Mm. Uh, Steven Guttenberg had done Police Academy in the yes. 80s. Yep. He did Three Men and a Baby in 1990. The Big Green, which came at the same <gasps> I year. I love The Big Green. It, it was the same year as mm-hmm. this. Yep. And then after which, he hasn't... He purposefully left acting, though. Really? I yes. didn't know this. Yeah. Tell us the story. Yeah, he felt like he had like missed his own growing up and he missed so many things with his family. He just wanted to be closer to his family. And so he decided to take a step back from acting. He's done a few things. Like he has something coming out this year, um, some voice acting, and he's been like in a few things. If you check out his IMDb, but ultimately, yeah, like he stepped away pretty much after this, like he had big, like three men and a baby. That was huge. Um, But yeah, after that, he kind of did. He, he stepped away. So, the high points. Yeah, you're right. Passed. Yes, yes, you're right. The tough ones. I mean, okay, Jane Sibbett. The only really significant thing that I could see that she had done was that she was Carol in Friends, Ross's yes, original she was. wife. Yes, in the first season. <laughs> in the first season. And then they season. replaced her. She was also in the movie Au Pair. Right, but like the only other role that I would say was sign- as significant as this. Friends first season was yeah. in 1994. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Long time ago. And she, she had like a recurring role for a little bit, but right. like only 15 episodes. Mm. Wasn't that much. Now the last one, and this is a tough one to, to explain, but Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Yes. Was this? No. Do you? Th- no. Okay. I think this was kind of like their start of their own movies because uh. they did a ton of their own movies after this and they were hits like i said i owned them all okay they were fairly popular but they were michelle tanner and full house from 1987 to when 2004 19 sorry sorry that's what i meant 1994 sorry no 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 no. sorry 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 it's because you're re-watching fuller house and you're like it's still current different decade um no (laughs) sorry 95 was the last season of full house i was gonna guess as well this film comes out and you're right they had a passport to Paris was oh, yes. one that we watched. Yes, loved it. Our lips are sealed, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever that is. Winning London. Oh, I remember winning London. Yeah. They had a lot of their own stuff. Yes. But I would say Full House and this. Oh, they were massive. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they did have, they, they did create their own little empire with making their own movies and then kind of branching off that way. I would say if you're like, hey, who's that? You're not like, oh, it's 
the kids from the <laughs> When in Rome movie. You're like, oh, it's it's Michelle Tanner. I don't or know. You it's ask the you kids ask from any, It Takes Two. You ask any girl, grow like teenager growing up, you might get a different story. Well, now you might be like they're fashion moguls. That's well, that's yeah, what they're known definitely. for now. Probably. And now their sister is bigger, so potentially. Overall rewatchability. Okay, my rewatchability is as follows: Chemistry four point seven five, Storyline four point two, Thirst Factor three point two, Imagination three, Soundtrack three point eight five, Cheese five. For a total four out of five. Okay. My rewatchability is chemistry at 4.6, storyline at 3.8, Thirst Factor also at 3.8. I think this is a great movie, but where we fall is the imagination. Yeah. It's based on a Mark Twain thing, which mm-hmm. was also based on another novel, which is also being redone at the same time with Lindsay Lohan and The Parent Trap. I know yes. The Parent Trap came after, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. so imagination's a 2.3. Soundtrack's a 4.7. It's just such nostalgic fun. <laughs> and Cheese is a 4 out of 5 for an overall score of 3.86 out of 5. Okay. I wish it was higher, actually. It feels like it should be higher, but at the same time, maybe that's just my nostalgic mind. Yeah. And it should be a 3.86, probably. <laughs> 3. Mm. Yeah. This has been the Rom-Com Rewind of... It takes two. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you throw us a follow, a subscribe, leave reviews. And if you hear anything on any of our podcasts that you want to reach out and talk about, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, Sarah will respond to 100% of your messages. Thanks for listening.